Social Media Serenity, PodCamp Ohio 2010. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. And we have an entire big, huge, gigantic audience here live. Let's hear it, everybody. Obviously, that's just like four people and a couple extras that we paid to make some noise. Eric, uh, for coming in here about five minutes before we're supposed to get started, yeah. it looks like everything kind of fell into place here. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm glad it's working out. Well, everybody, welcome to, uh, for some of you, I'm sure, your very first episode of Social Media Serenity. This is a podcast that Eric Fisher and I record on a weekly basis. And basically what we do with Social Media Serenity is we talk about social networking and we talk about how we can use it to build our personal brand. Uh, both Eric and I have interest in using it as a marketing tool mm-hmm. uh, to build relationships for brands. Uh, he works with a university. I work with myself, and i self-promoting myself all over the web. <laughs> uh, and uh, by the way, don't forget to get your pens before you leave. <laughs> anyway... We are, we are talking about social media in such a way that we can use it to build relationships, real relationships with people around the world who share our passions and how we can connect with these people in a real, relative way without it sucking our life. All right? How many people in here check Facebook more than three times a day? Raise your hand. All right. You guys need a little bit more serenity in your life. All right, so uh, not that I'm judging anybody, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe... Sometimes I do that more than three times, so... <laughs> well, I'm a Twitterholic myself, and so uh, obviously what, what we want to do is uh, we want to see if you guys have any interest in asking questions about Facebook, about Twitter, about Buzz, any kind of other social networking tool. We're here... Th- actually, this is a completely open platform. Uh, we can talk about anything that you want. If you don't want to come up to the microphone, which, by the way, is open here right now for you live, just come up to the microphone at any point. Um, We have plenty of things that we can talk about. And Eric Fisher, one of the things that... It seems that we started a little bit of a firestorm on the Twitter sphere. Are you referring to what we were talking about last night? I think I am. Okay. We were talking about, for lack of a better word, because it's a loaded word, Tweet spam. Tweet spam. Yes. And that can be very loaded. And, and I think the thing that we kind of came to terms with or, or kind of consensus with was if you, you need to pay attention to what you are tweeting out because, for example, I have a, uh, a Twitter per- – a person that follows me. They only follow 10 people and I tweet a lot. And so to them, I'm tweeting so frequently, they unfollowed me, even though I know this person personally. It's a friend of mine. But I still tweet so much that they just found, you know, okay, I cannot have every other tweet in my timeline be one person. Right. So, so the, the whole idea here, and maybe you guys have seen this. Have you guys ever seen in your Twitter stream, the friends of yours that you follow on Twitter, have you ever seen anything with the hashtag 
Deals Plus, win an iPad, win Retweet an I- Apple. Win. Who in here wants to share how they feel about this? You come up to the microphone. Tell us how you feel when you actually see some of your friends saying win an iPod uh, or Apple product and, and stuff like that. Right up on the microphone. Hi, my name is Somebody's Love on Twitter, and I hate it when people retweet win an iPhone, win an iPad, because frankly, I already have an iPhone, and I'm going to be getting an iPad myself, and I don't need to win one. To me, that's just spamming advertisement. So you do actually consider that spamming advertisement. Have you, let me ask you this. Have you ever unfollowed somebody because they do that a lot? No. Not because yet. because most of them are my friends that I already have a relationship with. Um, I I think I've only unfollowed a couple of folks, mm-hmm. and that is because all I saw in their tweets were just constant retweets. They never offered anything up of themselves, and that's. But for me to see that constant retweet, win an iPad, win an iPhone, it's very very unsettling. Right. So, do you think it's maybe time for a Twittervention with some of your friends? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. What if they're balancing it out, though? How, what if it's one or two times a day and they... Oh, they would be unfollowed. Say on it, really? Yes. One or two times yes. in a day? Like, if, if they're it's tweeting every day, out like... If it's every day and okay. they're doing it twice a day, yes. Then what, I wouldn't follow what, it. What, uh, what about this? Just once a day, but every day. That would bother me. Yes. So you would unfollow somebody one Twitter message per day in the stream. Even if they were to say tweet like 30 other independently produced, very relevant tweets, but still they interspersed one tweet every day just to try to win a product, but they did it every day continually. I have to look, but I just, it depends on who it is. Uh It depends on how they write it. If it's always win this. I, that just, I don't know. I, right. I think maybe it's the verbiage that mm-hmm. would be a, a factor now that I think about it. Great. Because, but it, it's always verbiage. It's how you, how you write everything out, how you um, address the actual topic. Right. So that may be. Very good. I, thank, thank you very much for coming up. Everybody <laughs> give her a hand. Come on. Some, what is that? Some bunny, some bunnies love on Twitter, so thank you very much. Eric, say something while I make the microphone higher for the next person. Okay. Um, so I think the consensus, one of the other things, we were having a discussion, a couple different people we follow, and I kind of got in, involved with it. And let me just say, let me just qualify this by throwing out the fact that would it change we, your it's mind? Co- it's confession time. Would it change your mind if you knew that I won this by retweeting? Would it change your mind? She, and, and somebody's love says no, it would not. Okay. I did. There was a contest. You retweet or you tweet out one hashtag per day for an entry for a week. And I was one of the first one or two finalists. And then they picked out of the seven people. Pretty good odds. And let me just say, that is not usually the scenario or the odds that you're going to get on these retweet to win type uh, Twitter contests. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to come up to the microphone. This is a live show. We have people watching all over the world. My former company would offer contests like that, and they actually would fix it so that if you were a large company that could be a possible account, they oh, would fix dirty. it. So you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's bad. Very, very bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right. So, so there you go. So, and and by the way, uh, I want to say, uh, you know, there is a friend of mine that I know 
that is on Twitter, and and he was tweeting once, twice a day, consistently. And um, is there a way to actually turn down the speakers so it's not going to feedback? Um, thank you very much. Steve Bostador from the iPad Show, everybody. Come on. Thank you. Give it up. Retweet to win. Oh. <laughs> Retweet to win. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so but used I had to this it. friend of mine who was doing this on, you know, I think it's on the display. You have to tap on it, and there's a volume button. But oh, there Yeah, there you go. So, uh, but anyway, I had this friend of mine. He was retweeting once or twice a day, and, and he's a good personal friend of mine. And puts out good content. And puts out great content. Right. But he was doing this, and I, I felt it was time for a Twittervention. And so I actually went to my friend, Eric Fisher. Sorry. And, and, and I brought it up. And I did it in a very kind and very calm way publicly on an episode of Social Media <laughs> Serenity and called him out on his Twitter spam. Yeah. But, uh, but I did that even after he, he won. Yeah, um, I had already won it. Now, let me ask you this, Eric, because you've changed your thoughts on this. If, I have. Tell, tell us why you've changed your thoughts. Well, I think I don't think that actually winning the device, whatever device it could have been, I don't think that winning it because I've actually won. I won a DVD last night too. That actually had nothing to do with retweeting. That was just commenting with a funny comment on a on a contest on a blog. But anyway, um, but people see it as the same thing because somebody wrote out, "Oh, Eric J. Fisher w- wins everything," and I'm just like, whatever. Anyway. Um, I, I don't think that actually winning changes the way that I'm looking at it. I think what's changed the way I've looked at it is that some people have brought it up. I've thought about it and thought, even if I'm only tweeting two or three things for the day, do I really want my most recent stuff when people go to my, either my Twitter page or look me up on Twitter to see what I'm all about do I want my reputation to be that I'm trying to get free stuff versus interacting with other people on Twitter in a genuine way or linking to something that I have found interesting? That's a better – that's a clearer picture of who I am and I want to correctly resent, resent, represent myself in that forum than just, hey, here's my business card. Hey, here's my business card. Absolutely. So. Which, which is funny. Or give me money. Been, give me money. Either exactly. Way, both of those. So. Well, here, and here's the deal is, is that what we have to realize is that Twitter is a tool for relationships. You know, and, you know, do we like it when people come to our house and want to sell us, you know, the, the, the raffle tickets to the, the local baseball knothole club or whatever? How do we feel when somebody comes in and says, can I clean your carpets for you? Uh, at the door, how do we like it when people come in and, and interrupt us? And and that's what you're doing. This, you're you're actually interrupting somebody's flow of conversation, a tool that's normally used for conversation. A, 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 like our front door is normally used to welcome people into our home. It's a very personal space. And and I and sometimes I think we fail to see Twitter and Facebook and and we we fail to see these as a very personal space. We sometimes think of it as just technology. And it's so much more, it can be so much more than technology. And, and so I, I think that that's the, the whole concept here. Yeah. And, and also, one, I'm going to be doing a talk today at 2.30 on uh, making money with your podcast, if anybody wants to come to that. And one of the things that I think is important to understand is this theory of reciprocity. And I'm going to go into this big, in big time and how it's paid off for, for me is the understanding of giving, giving, giving 
but being very cautious of when you call in a favor. I mean, I can tell you right now, through, through the way I interact with people, it, it is my desire to give, 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 give. I mean, I'm always giving of myself in such a way that if I ever actually need to call in a favor, I can tell you this, people have told me, they, I, I've met people at PodCamps, most uh, recently down at PodCamp Nashville, I had a guy come up to me, he says, Cliff, can I please buy you lunch or dinner or something because I feel like I owe you something because of how much I get from you. And so these people have, the theory of reciprocity is that you, when you give, people desire to give back equal or greater value back to you. And so, so that's how the social networking can really work. And what you're doing when you ask somebody to retweet something or when you ask somebody to, to do something, when you're, you're, you're calling in favors. And my question is, is it worth calling in a favor for the possible chance of winning a digital product? And so that, that's the question. And, and here's the deal. One of the things I'm gonna say is that you might think through this process and you decide, well, yes, it is worth it to me. And I'm not going to judge anybody on that. And, and I, I, I hesitate to call it spam, but I wanna tell you when I have it, when I have my friends show up in my stream, and, and the thing is, is I follow, I, I, believe it well, or not. Especially if you've put them in a specific list of people you'd want to make sure you see everything they say. Everything they say. And if, like you did with me. Yeah. And you saw that like three or four of my tweets within a certain hour, well, not same hour, but like. Within tw- 24 within hours. Within 24 hours were either the same thing or a variation. It's like, what? I don't need that. Right now, I want to see who you are, not what you're trying to do and win stuff. So exactly, and and by golly, you know, it's start yourself a little campaign. Write a blog post about why you think a an iPad is something that would be extremely valuable to you, and and by golly, put a PayPal donation. I'll donate fifty bucks to it. I mean, come on. If every, you know, it, well, and how many, how much money would you make if everybody donated like what a quarter, fifty cents of your Twitter followers? Yeah, I mean, it, and it, then leave it at that. If you've already donated it, I'm not going to keep tweeting it. If, you know? if it's not important enough for you to call in a favor and ask people to donate, why would you just in, inject this into your stream? It's just a question. And I know I, I probably am, am stepping on some toes. And and I'll tell you what, I, I was afraid to come on to uh, social media serenity and because and Eric and I don't see each other face to face. Uh, he, he's in Indian, Indiana and I'm in Kentucky and, and when we do our show and I wanted to make sure that when I brought this up, I brought it up in a way that I didn't feel like I was telling him, man, you're spamming people. But, <laughs> but in a way, I, I'm like, dude, you're spamming people. And I, think, I think the main thing is not everybody's going to see it the same. Not everybody's going to see it the same way as you, the, you do or somebody else that may agree with you and somebody else that may disagree with you. But... Is it really worth doing this over and over to win a product at the expense of probably losing followers? Yeah. I'll say this. I've gone up. Since I stopped doing it, I've gotten feedback from people who've uh, follow Friday'd me saying, follow Eric Fisher. He's got great tech news and you know funny stuff and, and this and that, whatever. All the stuff I'm doing consciously. And then on top of that, I've had more followers. Mm-hmm. Since I stopped retweeting or trying to send out contest stuff here and there, it's been about you know a month, month and a half. Yeah, and I've, it's I mean it's 
gone up. I've seen it. Some other things that I want to talk about with Twitter, and, and, I, and for, by the way, for those of you who are listening to this via the podcast, I know you hear us talk about this stuff over and over again, but we are talking to a different group of people here at PodCamp Ohio, and, and everybody's at a different level. So one of the, we're going to just reemphasize and, and talk about some things we've probably covered at nauseum here in our podcast. But um, another thing that I think that's very important when we think about our Twitter streams and our Facebook status updates and stuff like that, uh, another common trend that I see is is like what uh, somebody's some bunnies love on Twitter said about um, just constantly retweeting, not just content con- contests, but just. Like it's like oh this person that I follow said something really cool and hitting the retweet button yeah and then it's like all they do all day long is retweet something they don't they're not actually contributing to the conversation themselves and and it's like and it's not just even retweeting I have some people that they must have just a book that sits in front of them that is you know twenty three they must have got that free iPhone app twenty three thousand yeah. quotes inspirational they're, quotes they're hitting these and I'm sitting there and I read their it. Twitter list and it's like okay I had I just had lunch and then all of a sudden a quote from Benjamin Franklin and it's like and then I is Winston Churchill once said this I'm like who are you I have no idea who you are. I know who all your friends are, all the smart people you follow, and, and I know what Benjamin Franklin says, but if I want a quote of the day, I can go get that app for free as well. Yeah. Or if you're going to send it out, follow it up with a tweet that says what it meant to you and why, how it's applicable to your current situation. Right. You know? I would be okay with that happening occasionally. Right. Okay, Eric, let's let's – Quit harping on the people who do retweets and stuff like that. <laughs> Gosh, two episodes in a row now. Yeah. All right, so let's tra- let's tr- let's do something positive. Okay. All right. How many people in here own an iPad? Raise your hands. All right. One person. Okay. How many people in here want to own an iPad? Raise your hands. Do you know if Deals Plus, if you actually retweet them? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought we were doing something positive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, seriously, I, for, when you do get your iPad. I want to tell you, you're going to be inundated with... Or if you have an iPhone. Or if you have an iPhone. It's a dual app. Does it work the same? Does it have the same features? Did you install it on both? I didn't install it on both because the... Well, what we're talking about is... Osphora. Yes. However you say that. Osphora, Asphora. O-S-O-O-R-A. It's stupid, okay? Stupid name, great app. Yeah. We we tried it out last night. I got it two or three days ago. They had a sale. It was $1.99. And it, I had just gotten my iPad. You've had yours, and I had heard. You know, there's not, there's not that many. There's not really a great Twitter app out there for the iPad. There are some. Alrighty then. Just hold that. I'll just hold this. Okay, watch this. Um, the magic of the Ederol R-09 recorder. Yeah, All right, and we're back. All right. <laughs> that was the best I could do on a clip. I don't <laughs> have my regular... difficulties. Yeah, did you like that cow? Yeah. All right, so anyway, we, we had some technical difficulties. Thank you very much to the Roland company who included a pause button on our recorder uh, so that we could just continue on without any post-production. So you were saying... I was saying there really hasn't been a great Twitter iPad client. It just... There's certain functionality. It's just there's. It's not. None of them had enough. It, you'd get to a certain point, like, well, this is doable. I'll, uh, this is the best one I found so far, and and that used to be the way it was on the iPhone, even. Yes. Um, Until but, Tweety came around. Yeah, exactly. Which is now Twitter for iPhone, and it's free, so go get it. And uh, ultimately, what we found was that this thing 
was just amazing. Yeah. The interface was beautiful. Yes. And every little thing we'd go to do just in putting it through tasks, we'd be like, it's like, it can do this. It can do this. It can do this. And, and now it's like, I wish I could do, I wonder if I can do this. And it's like, yep, there's a, there's a button for that. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is so awesome. So here's the deal. When I got my iPad, obviously I'm a Twitter holic. I, I admit it. I need, probably need some Twitter invention myself. But anyway, um, it, the first thing I did is I got, uh, I, I tried out Twitterific, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, okay, this will do. Uh, it, the thing is, is, is it gives you access to one app or to one account unless you do the paid subscription, right. which I have no problem paying money for apps. I, I'm all if for paying. If it's good, that's fine. But the thing is, is it didn't have enough features, in my opinion, for it to be a useful app that I'm going to pay for. Um, I tried out TweetDeck, which, by the way, is beautiful. I want to say TweetDeck really is beautiful. It looks good. It functions a lot like the desktop version and the, well, even the iPhone version, but I don't use that. But. Right. And, and the thing is, though, it's it's a little clumsy. It's a little bit too much on the display. It's yeah. a little bit, and it's, it's kind of slow to react. It, it, it kind of is choppy. It's more pretty than functional. That's exactly it. It's more pretty than functional. Um, and then I tried out a ton of the other applications. The only thing is this, this iPad has such a very large, very quality display to it, and none of these Twitter applications were really taking any advantage of the screen real estate with the exception of TweetDeck. All right, which again, a little choppy, isn't the best on speed and delivery and all this other stuff. So I want to tell you, when, when Eric said, you know, hey, check this out, and I looked at it for just a second, and the, number one, the, the speed and the fluidity of the screen movement and everything, beautiful, gorgeous layout, and I'm telling you, it's got every feature that I could per- I personally want, and uh, I, what is it, $3.99 it's right 399, now. $3.99, yeah. But and it is well worth it. I just told Andy, Andy Trump. Now, this is not an offer open to everybody because I don't know how many people are listening to this. But here's what I told Andy Trump. I said, listen, uh, you go out right now, buy the application. If you are not 100% satisfied with your purchase, I will personally refund you double what you paid for the app. I remember you did that with me with back with Tweety for the iPhone. That's exactly what Winnie said. And it uh, sold me on it. Uh, yeah, I, and, and by the way, I did that with Tweety. When Tweety first came out, I mean, Tweety won the very first time it ever came out. It was a paid for app. And, and it was this, I had the same feeling about that app as I do for this one. And I made that same Th- um, challenge to them. I said, buy it, I'll double. I probably did that f- to 15, 20 people. Not once did I ever have to refund anybody. And of course, Winnie says, Cliff, you know, that's the same thing you did with uh, with the whole uh, Tweety thing. And I yeah. said, yeah, and you saw which one Twitter thinks is the best client. Yeah, they picked it. <laughs> they picked Tweety just like Cliff did. So I'm telling you, Osphora, everybody with an iPad needs to go get it. Guaranteed you will love it. O-S-F-O-O-R-A. And I give credit to Eric Fisher, by the way, which is uh, Eric J. Fisher on Twitter. He's Eric with a K, the letter J-F-I-S-H-E-R on Twitter. Because I'll tell you what, man, it has radically changed my ability to tweet effectively on on the iPad. Yeah, and and there is O-S-F-O-O-R-A. Absolutely. And if it's, I, now the thing is, is, if somebody wants to get it and put it on your iPhone and let me take a look at it, I'll tell you if I it's just as it's good. it's cheaper on the iPhone, which is the way it should be. Yeah. If Although it, I wish it was a universal app. If, it, if, 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 it was, if it's just as good, we'll let you know. Now, can you synchronize? 
Uh, probably not. Probably not. But um, yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it, it's awesome. So, uh, Eric, I don't even know how we're doing on time. Is it only 1130? 11, so we still got another, what, 15, 20 minutes 20 left? minutes, something like that. Anybody want to come up and... Uh, Ask questions about social media. I mean, Eric and I have been doing this. Uh, we've been doing podcasting since 2005. Yeah. Um, you know, gspn.tv, we, can, we manage a community of about 60,000 people around the world. So, I mean, we've got some experience if anybody has any questions. If not, uh, we usually, yeah, come on up to the microphone. We have somebody. And do you, are you on Twitter, by the way? Yes. Okay, please introduce yourself and say your Twitter ID. I'm Donna, and my Twitter ID is at Retirepreneur. And I want to ask you guys how your observations of social media, how do behaviors change across generations? Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example right now. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I said to Cliff and two other people, uh, yeah, so if you were on your honeymoon, would you tweet, or would you put pictures from that honeymoon up on Facebook while you're, while you're there. And, and they said, no, my, my, I'm not going to touch social media while I'm on my honeymoon. Cause it was Daniel who Cause was going to be touching other things. Right. right? So, uh, well, I didn't go there, <laughs> but, uh, nice. and, Hey, and, I'm just saying. And I said, well, cause here's the thing. Uh, my mom just got remarried and she's on her honeymoon and her and her and my new stepdad, have been posting pictures to Facebook. Not from the evening, but probably the right. other just activities the, that they're doing. Just stuff they've seen. Just want to things. clarify that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that that's not necessarily something I would do, but, but they're I don't going. think you would do it, but they would. And I think it's uh, uh, that ties into something else. My mom is near, I'm going to guess and say 60. And she's... We love you, Mom. I don't know how... She, anyway, Happy birthday. She's in I'm going to guess and say... Uh, I know when her birthday is, so it's not important. Um, she's posted stuff in response to things I've put on Facebook that is not stuff you should respond in public about, but she doesn't, she doesn't have that connect that, oh, other... Other people can see my wall and see this stuff, and I don't want them to oh, see that Eric, my mom said. Oh, Eric, I remember said, when you used to take your diapers off every time you pooed and exactly. wiped it on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> so here's the picture. <laughs> I just uploaded it to my Facebook account. Yeah. Um, so I've seen that per- firsthand. That's what I've seen. I'm not sure. Is there some other... Well, I have, I have some examples here. Okay. So, so here's the situation. Obviously, my generation, I can speak about my generation. We share everything. I mean, it, 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 we're open books. So that, there, there's nothing that we hardly hold back in our generation uh, for the most part. And I think going down into the, the, the generation that's coming after us, that, that's the thing. We are free and open to share. We're, we're really not private people at all. And what I find is that, that, my, that my parents and, and stuff like that, they're a little bit more reserved in the type of personal stuff. They're not as an emo- they, they don't emotionally tweet. They tweet factual stuff. They're right. okay with sharing photos. Yes. But they don't, they, don't, they don't tweet feelings. You know, it's like, I feel this way today. That, that's not something I see in the generation before us. But what I do notice that, what I do notice in social media is that the older generation, for the first time in my life, the older generation is able to 
continue and keep in conversation with the younger generation. And let me give you a perfect example of this. My mom joined uh, Facebook a year and a half ago. When she, got it, she joined it when she got her iPhone. Uh, she, she, she joined Facebook a year and a half ago. And I've been doing podcasting for five years. Two, two, two and a half years ago, I quit my career in insurance and started doing podcasting full time. And, and up until a year and a half ago, my mom says, Are you, so how's your iPod thing going? You know, she had no <laughs> clue what a podcast was. No clue whatsoever. She had no idea about the relationships that that we form and and the lives that my wife and I are affecting and changing throughout the world and all this other stuff. She had no clue. She's on Facebook now. My mom is a Facebook stalker. I mean, I am not kidding you. And we have an episode title. That my mom <laughs> exactly. My stalker. mom is a Facebook stalker, but she is. And, and the situation is like, she, I will go to lunch. My mom will say, "Hey, do you want to have lunch Friday?" And I say, "Yeah, let's go to lunch Friday." And she will break down and comment on every single thing I've done since the last time I've seen her. She knows everything, and she she's like, it's like, and and, and I'm like, I'm on my way, and she goes, "So how did that turn out this morning?" And I'm like, "What do you?" Th-? She goes, "Well, I read it on your Facebook." How do you know that because I feed every I feed my Twitter feed everything to my status update to Facebook, and she my and my wife tweets. My wife tweets, talks about all the funny stuff. My wife will do twit photos and stuff like that that shares pictures of the of the you know of my mom's grandkids and 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 she gets to see that she's interacting, she's involved in our family's lives in a much greater way than she ever was before she was using social media. And not only that, but she's starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't ask me how I'm doing with my iPod thing. She, she literally knows what a podcast is. And she's actually says, you know, I clicked and I listened to the podcast, the family from the heart you did the, you know, last week. That's a really good episode, you know, or she says, I listened to your desperate housewives podcast. I can't believe you still like so-and-so. And I'm oh, like, wow. and, it, and you know, we're having conversations and, and, and it opens up these conversations that weren't available to have before. You look like you were going to say something just a minute ago. Come on up to the microphone. Mike Dell is in the house. Mike, tell him your Twitter name. It's at MG Dell. All right. And uh, I was just going to say about the generational thing, I noticed that the younger kids, like I've got a niece that's 18, I've got a nephew that's 14, Twitter, they don't use Twitter. They don't understand it. They have no use for it. But they use Facebook like, you know, just dumping everything. I mean, you know, uh, my uh, niece there, she, you know, she just had a, a child. She just got married. And, uh, and I mean, there's, you know, 80 baby pictures on there. There's every little thing, but she doesn't use Twitter. And then my mom, on the other hand, who's, you know, 60-ish, and she uses just Facebook also. So I think the, the people in the middle uh, tend to be more of the Twitter users and you know, the younger generation and the older generation use Facebook or something similar to that. Okay. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, you know, and, and I find, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions to that rule, but I think, I think what you're finding there is that Facebook is, Facebook is as mainstream as mainstream can possibly be. I mean, Facebook is, I think, did I hear recently that Facebook is, is maybe starting to outpace Google? As far as web traffic, yeah, yeah, I can't remember when that was, but I know that 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 was just happened. in the last couple of weeks, couple months, even, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they 
past Google as the most trafficked site. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, everybody, I, everybody's mom, you know, knows what Googling is these days, and and believe it or not, everybody's mom just about is on on Facebook these days, and and the number of people signing up every day is astronomical, and and I think that that's what we find. Facebook is the easiest entry point into social media. It yeah. really is because when you go there, there's already. A hundred people that you know. You know that are somebody on, on Facebook, Facebook. No matter who you are, you know at least one person somewhere. Yeah. And I remember, and, and the the barrier to ent- there's a there's a much greater barrier to entry to Twitter because not I mean it's Twitter's pretty. I, it is on the it is it is just entered into mainstream. I mean, within the last six eight months. I mean, it, it's been breaking into mainstream but i mean it is now entering mainstream facebook is a couple years i mean podcamp boston 2 was gosh that was three years ago yeah yeah that was three years ago and three years ago facebook was mainstream okay twitter is mainstream this year and so not as many people are on on twitter and and i will i'll tell you i was one of the earlier adopters of of twitter right when twitter first came out and i'll tell you this i was trying to show people the the awesomeness that twitter was and they're like dude i just don't get this this is stupid and and twitter and facebook and all of these other things they don't really have any value until you can connect to about five to ten people minimum that you can interact with that use it consistently. And once you get that, it doesn't matter if it's Facebook or Twitter. And of course, for all of you out there listening and you only have Facebook accounts, I would encourage you to check out Twitter. There is a different use for it. And in fact, I think earlier episodes of Social Media Serenity, we talked about the difference and and how, Mm -hmm. how they're completely different. But a lot of people use them the same way, and, and, but how, why I think it's important, especially for those of us who are extending a personal brand or a brand for our business or organization, we must be using both tools and why they're different and how they yeah. can be used differently. I, like I said last time, um, I, I definitely use both of them differently. I treat them as two separate audiences, sometimes with cross-pollination, right. but mostly I know who's in one and I know who's in the other. Yeah, and so I tweak the message that way. And for me, I, I pretty much both. Twitter is my megaphone, and uh, basically that's that's where I interact. That's where I put all my status updates, and I have all of that stuff head over to uh, Facebook. And Facebook is like the repeating towers. You know, it, it's it's what echoes everything else out to you know the rest of the world and to my mom. So <laughs> I tweet for you, mom. All right. So anyway, anybody else want to have any questions before we wrap up here? Yeah, come on up to the microphone, please. We're going to ask you to please introduce yourself by name and your Twitter ID if you have one. And if you don't, we'll help you with that after the show. Uh, yeah, my name is Dylan Combs. I'm at twitter.com slash Dylan Combs TV. Okay. Um, I got just a quick question for you. What do you think about direct advertising in Twitter? You talked briefly about the um, you know, retweet to win, that kind of thing. For me, I follow everyone that follows me, so I'm following over 16,000 people now. Okay. And if, if I tweet out, you know, I may tweet 20 good links to tech news articles and things like that or podcasts in a day, and then one or two of those, at the end of the day, it's, it may be just a direct advertisement. And, it, and it, I always put the hashtag, pound sponsored, ad, whatever it may be, and mention that it's sponsored. But what's your take? Do you, uh, do you unfollow people because of that? Do you think it's a, so, you know, so it's the, a nuisance? So you're advertising yourself? 
No, advertisements for other companies. Just direct oh, yeah. sponsored tweets. That you're getting direct paid to do. Direct sponsored tweets. Right. Uh, I, would probably un- I would probably unfollow you personally if I didn't know you. Uh, yeah. But if I know you, I'd probably try a Twittervention. <laughs> um, personally. Uh, but but let, me, let me tell you what I do. Um, I, I am about shameless self-promotion. All right? And, and so it's kind of like that. And I, basically, I do sponsored tweets. It's just this, this tweet sponsored, sponsored by Cliff. Sponsored by Cliff. Yeah. You know? and, and the question is, why are people following you? And if people are following you, they're following you to learn about you. They're following you because they're interested in you. And so what I think a majority of your Twitter stream should be about, and again, you're asking my opinion, and please understand, this is all Cliff's opinion. I am not the arbiter of what is right and and. And uh, what, what? Yeah, I think you're wrong. I, no, I'm but kidding. that's and that's fine. <laughs> but but in my opinion, what you really t- Twitter is is about you, and that's why people are there to follow you. And and so I'm you you follow my Twitter stream. You're gonna say you're gonna see. Hey, I just I'm recording a show live. Come join me now. Hey, I'm heading over. I'm gonna be doing a con- uh, talk at PodCamp today at two thirty. Come check it out if you're in the area. Uh, or, hey, I am on my way home. I, I'm looking forward to seeing my wife and kids. I really missed them this weekend. You're going to get that kind of stuff. But, you know, or, hey, you know, I just finished, I just spent eight hours wrapping up the Social Media 101 video training seminar. Here's a link to where you can purchase it on my website. These people are following me because they're interested in what I'm doing, what I'm producing on the web. And, and I think that, um, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it depends on why people are following you. And if those sponsored tweets fit your audience, then that's fine. I, I think they do. It's like, you know, as a content producer, 90% of my tweets are either, hey, here's the latest podcast, a video I put out, or it's here's a link to a tech news article about what Google just did today. And at the end of the day, what if one of those tweets is, oh, and by the way, Tiger Direct has a sale on this great motherboard for $99. Here's a link, buy it now. And when they buy it, I make a couple dollars when they purchase it through that link. Is that right. so bad? No, it, it, the question is how often do I see one of those? And if I see more than one of those a day, or if I actually see one every day, then I, I, will, I will unfollow you. Because it's, it, if it's a paid advertisement. Now it's like, dude, I found this great deal on Tiger. Check this out. Or if, if it was, hey guys, I'm going to, you know, hey, here, here's how I make money. I, I spend all this time putting out my content for you. But you know what? Tiger sponsors me. And today, here's what, here's what Tiger asked me to highlight. And by the way, there's, they're what, they are who helps me pay the bills here. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with that if, if you communicate that. But, but the thing is, is just, just using, your, using you, the attention that you have garnered to put out just advertisements, it, it's just like... It's like putting commercials in your show. And of course, I'm not a huge commercial person. I'm a, I'm a, a big fan of sponsor. And again, I'm not telling you you're wrong, Dylan. Please understand this. I'm a very opinionated person and I oh, found me, it. Me too. So, I, so know, I'm, it, not a, I'm not opposed to advertising. I listen to, anybody here listen to Leo Laporte? Yes. I listen to yes. Leo Laporte. I want you to know I love Leo Laporte. I listen to th- at least three of his episodes of Twit. I listen to him every single week. I will never miss an episode of three of his shows. But I will tell you what, I am sick and tired, and I will never use carbonite. I will never use, <laughs> I will never have a Ford sink. I, will, I am so sick and tired of hearing those advertisements over and over and over again. It's just the audible, come on. This is MacBreak Weekly. I'm not here to listen to you talk about the book that you re- listened to for two and a half hours in your car about politics. Give me a break. You know, and so I, I 
I like sponsors that pay lots of money and, and are okay with you just mentioning them and, and really using the relationship to drive sales to that sponsor. I, I guess it just comes down to what type of advertising you find acceptable and where it's acceptable at. Because me and Leo share a lot of the same sponsors. Mm-hmm. I run ads in all my podcasts. I run ads in, you know, I bring my own ads into one of the radio shows. And I put ads in my Twitter feed. I guess, like I said, it just comes down to what you find acceptable as far as where does yeah. advertising and, belong and how often does it belong. And I think what you're saying is it fits in with everything you're doing. And right. so I think that's right. if your audience consistent is across your brand, and I think that's a good thing. And I think for me personally, as I'm trying to move forward, uh, especially after winning the iPad, the thought occurred to me, instead of putting the effort into to win nickels and dimes, why don't I grow? Why don't I grow my audience or use the audience I already have to push them towards something that actually gives me a bigger return on my investment of time or energy? And let me. It sounds you, like that's what you're doing. So exactly. let me yeah. let me tell you something that I've done. Um, I'm a, I have an Amazon affiliate. Okay, I will never just tweet out a link to an Amazon affiliate link. That you're just not going to get that from me. I'm not going to say, "Hey guys, I love my Kodak ZI8 camera affiliate link here." You're not going to get that. That, that. that to me, I would unfollow you if you continued to do that. But let me tell you what I have done is if I really love a product, and again, this is all about do I really love this product? Yes, I do love the Kodak ZI8 camera, uh, which you can find at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash Kodak ZI8. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, but the thing is, is I go and I record, I, I actually say, hey, I own this product. Let me review this product. Here's a blog post talking about how much I love this product. Let me tell you how this product, product has helped me. And by the way, Here's a link to where if you want, you can buy it on Amazon. And by the way, if you do choose to click this link, I get an affiliate credit. I, I get a commission on this. And, and, so th- and then what will I do? It's like, guys, I just, re- hey, everybody on Twitter and Facebook around the world, I just did a review of my favorite HD pocket video camera. Link here. Doesn't link to Amazon. It links back to my website and has a very personal wonderfully thought out message conveying to my audience why I'm actually interrupting them to bring this sponsored message. Right. And I I think you're doing very well with that. You're not just saying, I like this product. Here's an ad. Go buy it. So I make some money. You're saying, I like the product. I own it here, you know, and telling all about it, giving a great review and then saying, if you want to buy it, here's a link. Right. That's, and you'll see more that, clicks that's that way. different than just, you know, it's different right. than just posting a bunch of spam ad links. Yes. And, and one thing I would be opposed to is advertising a sponsored link to a product that I've never tried or used. Right. I, I've never done that. I never will. Every product I've ever advertised is a product that yeah. I use. I think, I think you're good. you're doing and, it right. And, and Dylan, I, to be honest with you, I probably, was, I probably jumped a little too soon to say I would unfollow you. I mean, it, the thing is, if I was following you because of tech news, and your, your sponsored tweets are very tech-related, and if you also have the uh, integrity of only tweeting out products that you actually personally have experience with, I probably would continue to follow you. In fact, I will follow you. Dylan Combs TV, TV on Twitter. Yep. And I, and I don't follow many people, by the way, and so I think I'm going to follow you. <laughs> I, I, don't, right. I don't either. Just about 16,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap it up because you guys got another session to head to. I want to encourage everybody here to please come. Oh, no, that's an important session. Important Skyline Chili for everybody, uh, sponsored by Skyline Chili. Uh, So anyway, I want to encourage everybody here, 2.30 p.m. today, 
making money with your podcast. I'm going to talk about how I left a career uh, where I made $87,000 a year to leave that all behind to actually have no clue how I was going to make a single penny in podcasting, but I knew it's what I wanted to do with my life. And so I do uh, podcasting full time. After two and a half years, I'm going to tell you where I've been, the things that I've done to make money, and I'm even going to share how I plan to make $20,000 a month uh, and get that all put together by the end of the next 12 months. So anyway, if anybody's interested in that, check that out. That's Making Money with Your Podcast. And Eric, let me uh, hit the music here. Eric, tell them your Twitter ID. It's I'm at Eric with a K, J, Fisher. There you go. And I'm twitter.com slash gspn everybody we want to hear from you uh have we completely made you angry we want to hear from you 859-795-4067 our goal was to polarize yes we want to polarize and we want to see what you think do you think it's okay to advertise and spam people on your twitter stream or do you think we're harsh for calling it spam 859-795-4067 thank you everybody